Welcome to the M121 Podcast. I'm Josh Coker, and today's conversation is with Harold Hunt, a minister from East Tennessee. It was a fun conversation about how he starts his day and the system he's developed for Bible reading. Hopefully, it'll encourage you to develop your own system or plan for reading the Scriptures. As always, you can get the latest content through our Facebook page or on our YouTube channel, and you can go to heshallsave.com as well to get it directly from our website. Without further ado, here's our conversation with Harold Hunt. I learned long ago that if you have a lot of things to do one day and you're not sure whether you'll be able to finish all of it, uh, the most important thing is to do the most important thing first. And if you don't get anything done but that, then uh, at least you took care of uh, what is uh, most important. And I'm convinced that the most important thing any day is to start out with your Bible. Start out with the Lord. Start out listening to the Lord. We talk about how the Bible is the Word of God, and it is. But sometimes I think we forget that the Word of God is made up of the words of God. The words of the Bible are his words. Uh, Paul told the Romans one time, The Scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up. Now, raises a question. Did the Scripture, the Bible, raise up Pharaoh? Or did God raise up Pharaoh? Well, we know that God raised up Pharaoh. But the scripture here says, for this cause of I raised thee up. That's just another way of saying that when the Bible speaks, that's God speaking. And I keep telling myself, if God is talking, you need to listen. Right. You need to listen to what he says and take heed. And for that reason, for a long, long time, I've made a point of the very first thing in the morning to get pick up my Bible. I roll out about 4 o'clock most every morning. I make a cup of coffee and eat a quick snack. And I get my Bible, and I spend the next two hours with it. Now, Somebody thinks, how do you manage to get up at 4 o'clock every morning? Well, I go to bed about 7 or 8 o'clock, so I get as much sleep as anybody. Now, going to bed at 7 or 8 o'clock, I miss out on all that uh, really edifying, wholesome, prime-time television that uh, <laughs> other people avail themselves of. But I, I've decided that two hours with my Bible is worth a lot more than anything on television. So I think I, I come out ahead on that. Yeah, I think you've got that figured out. <laughs> You're not missing much. I, I, I think most Christians will agree with me on that. Well, if a person's going to spend some time with his Bible, uh, he needs a particular approach to it. And I, I've come up with a method over the years that uh, works for me. I think it would work for others if they 
want to try it. But I have a problem when I'm reading anything. I'm a lot like a kid. My mind has a tendency to wander. And I read about one thing and think about something else. And I've noticed sometimes that I might read a page in my Bible. And if somebody came up and uh, closed the Bible, asked me what I just read, I wouldn't actually know what I read. My mind's been off on something else. Uh, Peter told us to gird up the loins of our mind. In other words, gather in our wandering thoughts. And one way I've uh, learned to uh, do that somewhat is I read each verse three times. Now, if it's a short verse, I read that verse rapidly and with emphasis, once, twice, three, four times, and then move on. And if it's a longer verse, then I break the verse up uh, in parts, maybe four or five words, maybe a line, a line and a half. I usually try to stop at a punctuation point, and uh, I'll read that part and then read it again and read it again, and I read it with emphasis. And uh, uh, that makes it stick in my head a little better. Uh, if I raise, kind of, I'm re not reading out loud, but it, in my own head, I'm kind of uh, reading it out loud. And uh, that uh, has a little more tendency to uh, draw uh, my attention. And uh, repeating it three times does not take near as much extra time as I thought when I started that it would take. If a person reads at about the same rate of speed that we talk here in the South, now I've noticed that some of the folks from up north talk a lot faster than we do. <laughs> Maybe they think faster than we do. I don't know. But anyway, uh, if you read about the same rate of speed we do here in the South, you will read a page every three minutes. Now, the reason I know that is this. Uh, years ago, Alexander Scorby, an old Shakespearean actor in the England, recorded the entire Bible on uh, cassette tapes. And he put the entire Bible on 48 90-minute tapes. Now, 48 times a minute and a half is 72 hours. It took him exactly 72 hours to uh, read the entire Bible onto tape. And if you do the math, that comes out at three minutes uh, per page. And I learned if I do this little uh, repetition thing, that after a while, I realized that my, the way I was reading had changed. Instead of articulating every word, I was recognizing every word. It was registering. But I learned that I'd begun to read by phrases and by clauses. And I was reading uh, almost three times as fast uh, and over the years, I, I've timed myself, uh, and uh, when I do that, I read a page about every three and a half to four minutes. So uh, doing that doesn't slow me down all that much. And uh, when I read that way, I keep telling myself, now, listen, this is God talking. You need to listen, pay attention, 
And that does something for me when I keep reminding myself, uh, dummy, this is God talking. <laughs> Pay attention. Uh, and uh, I never have been able to sing. Anybody that knows me will tell you Harold Hunt can't carry a tune. But when I do this little uh, repetition thing, I find myself that I've developed a beat, and it gets in my head, and uh, it begins to spin around there. And I've noticed that sometimes a person will memorize something when he had absolutely no intention of memorizing it. There's a, a little uh, rhyme that stuck in my head from the time I was a kid. It was a commercial. You see it on the radio. It said, uh, Pepsi Cola hits the spot, 12 full ounces, that's a lot. Twice as much for a nickel, too. Pepsi Cola is the drink for you. Now, it's been a while since you could buy a bottle Coke for a nickel. So that, that tells you a little bit about uh, when I memorized uh, that passage, <laughs> right. not intending to do it. It's been almost 80 years since I memorized that by accident. And I have an idea that I'll probably be able to quote it till the day I die. Uh, another example, there's an old folk song that uh, I have an idea most everybody has heard, never tried to memorize it, had no intention of memorizing it. But after a while, I realized that I did. Uh, those that are listening, they, you, you might remember it. Uh, the, the song went, she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. And it was repetitious. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming around the mountain. She'll be coming around the mountain. She'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. And uh, the song went on. Uh, she'll be riding six white horses when she comes. And another verse, we'll all go out to meet her when she comes. And then we'll all sing hallelujah when she comes. Now, I have no idea what that was about. I looked this song up on Wikipedia, and the people that wrote the article about it said that uh, he had no idea what the man was talking about. I, I, I can't imagine anybody riding six horses at the same time. But anyway, the point I'm getting to is, there, it rhymed, there was rhythm, there was repetition, and those three things will stick in your head. And uh, a person wonders, well, uh, what if the Bible was written that way? Well, it can be if you want it to. You see, if you do what I'm talking about, if you repeat it three times uh, rapidly with emphasis, it rhymes, it has rhythm, it has repetition. Now, I don't quite get to tapping my foot when I do that. I've said before, there's no music in me. But I get with it, and I get to feeling good. And when I keep telling me, this is God talking to you, listen to him, listen to what he has to say. And uh, over the years, it has become an addiction you know, there's some good addictions, right? And I really, I, I really get to feeling good when I uh, go down, down through there, just re repeating it over and over again, and uh, begin to uh, just to feel the rhythm. 
And over the years, it's become such a pleasant experience spending that first two hours every morning that actually it makes me look forward to going to bed so I can get some sleep and get back up and listen some more. Because if he wants to talk to me, then I want to hear what he's got to say. That, that brings on another thought. The Bible is the most personal book that has ever been written. You notice there are some books in the Bible that are addressed to individuals. Paul uh, uh, wrote one letter to a man by the name of Titus, called him by name. Here's, I'm talking to you, Titus, listen up. He wrote two letters uh, to Timothy, called him by name. There were some books in the Bible that were uh, written to individual churches. The book of Revelation was written to the seven churches of Asia, and uh, he called them by name. Every individual should read the Bible as if he was the only person that ever got that letter, and it was written just for him. Right, so personalizing or internalizing the Word of God. Internalize it as if God singled you out and say, hey, here, dummy, listen up. You need to hear this. And when I realized that the Bible is so personal, that it's addressed to me as if I was the only child God had, uh, that, that makes it a little more uh, personal. And like I say, it only takes about three and a half minutes to four minutes uh, to read a page. I stay with it uh, two hours each morning. You know, if, if you read uh, what I'm talking about, 20, 20 pages a day, you'll read the, uh, the New Testament through every two weeks. If you read 10 chapters in the Old, uh, 10 pages in the Old Testament every day, you'll read the Bible all the way through four times a year. And uh, there won't be a lot of it stick, but there'll be a little of it that does. Right. And I read pages and pages, but every now and then, every now and then something will ring my bell. And a lot of times I'll read a verse. I remember I, I, I memorized the uh, 18th chapter of Psalms years and years ago. And uh, I enjoyed reading it. I enjoyed reciting it just because the way it sounded. I didn't get the lesson, but I enjoyed the rhythm, the, the poetry of it. The King James Version of the Bible is different than any other uh, translation. Uh, Lancelot Andrews and John Boyce did the final re uh, revision that was in the time of Shakespeare. And those two men could rival Shakespeare as poets. There's a poetry about the King James Version of the Bible, uh, and it gets in your system, it gets in your blood. And uh, if you do this repetition, it, it'll turn you on. It ought to turn you on to listen to God himself talking to you. And anyway, I go to bed at night. I go to bed at night anxious to get up for that time, that time with my Bible. And one other thing before I finish up, I've probably gone over the time I meant to go, but anyway. Keep uh, going. Anyway, I remember when I was uh, st first started preaching. That was almost 70 years ago. And I used to want to find somebody who could hook enough of those old six-volt batteries 
they didn't have 12 volts back then. Those old six volt batteries and hook enough of them up in tandem to uh, run a tape recorder and put it in the seat, uh, seat beside me in the car so that every time I started down the road, he would read the Bible to me all day. I never imagined the day would come that you could get something like a Go Bible that you could carry around in your shop, uh, shirt pocket to read your Bible to you all day. But I have a little Go Bible I keep in my shirt pocket. And when I'm not having to think about something, most of what I do doesn't require a lot of thought. When I'm not having to think about anything, I turn it on. And I listen to that an hour or so a day, and I say in the New Testament with it. And it reads my New Testament to me on a regular basis. And uh, I've learned that I learn more by accident than I ever did on purpose. It's those times that I'm just listening for the sake of listening that sometimes the light will come on. And I was talking about Psalms 18. After I'd memorized that verse, quoted it and quoted of that chapter, quoted it and quoted it for years, then one day, one day the light came on, it, it turned me on, and for the next uh, several times I tried to preach, I preached on the same thing. I, I couldn't get enough of talking about that verse. One of the writers, I, I think it was Job, said, uh, Thy word have I hid in my heart. There's no way you can hide it in your heart until you store it in your head. But you store it in your head, and after a while, after a while, it, it'll ring your bell. I hope what I've said is some benefit anyway. It, it has been. Well, that's that's a that's a very interesting way to start your day, or to not to start your day, but to read read your scripture. You mentioned listening to the Bible, and I have an app on my phone. It's Bible Is, and I can I can link to that in the show notes when we do this podcast. But I, I listen to the Bible from time to time on there, and and I find sometimes that when I'm driving, uh, you know, I can knock out books of the Bible. Um, when I would be spending time listening to the radio or something. So it's a very productive way of listening. But is there a benefit that you found? Obviously, you read the Bible for two hours every morning. That's that's probably more than most people listening to this uh, do. But is there a benefit to listening over reading? Or do you ever do those together? Or or I guess what I'm asking is, um, do you find that there's some things you get when you listen that you don't get when you read and vice versa? Uh, Vice versa, of course. Well, I spend two hours reading, then I spend an hour or so uh, listening, which is uh, a bunch of time. But I wouldn't have the time to do that in the morning if I didn't go to bed at a ridiculous hour. I've heard folks talk about going to bed with the chickens. In the summer, I make the chickens look like night owls. (laughs) And my wife says, this is ridiculous, going to bed two hours before dark. But if I get up at 4 o'clock, by 7 o'clock, I'm ready to go back to bed. But like I say, I miss out. I miss out on all that primetime television. Sometimes on the news they talk about somebody won an Emmy. I think that's what they call those things. And I have no idea what they're talking about, who they're talking about. And I feel proud of my ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, like I said earlier, you're not missing out on anything there. You know what I've told people and and recently have been saying is and and look, I 
if everybody got up and read for two hours every morning, including myself, we'd be a lot better off. But, you know, there's a lot of people that probably go throughout the entire week and, and don't read at all. And I recently yeah. researched how much time Americans spend watching television. And I think the information I found was from 2017 in the Nielsen television ratings. And they found that the average American spends over four hours a day watching TV, either on the TV or on their phone. And the average sitcom length is 22 minutes. And so I've been challenging people to spend 22 minutes in their Bible. Um, And if you do that, you'll read the entire Bible in in less than a year, just 22 minutes a day. It's it's amazing. And you can find 22 minutes, 11 in the morning, 11 at night, 22 altogether. Um, It's amazing that you can get through the Bible just plodding along every day, 22 minutes That's at a right. time. Well, there's no better way to spend our time than with, with the Bible. And I, I'm convinced of the benefit of listening. Listening when you're driving. Uh, I, I never listen to music on the uh, radio, never. There was a time when I did, but I quit that a long time ago. Do you listen to Grace Alone Radio Network? Grace Alone Radio streams the message of God's sovereign grace around the clock and around the world. Each day on Grace Alone Radio, you will hear Bible teaching from primitive Baptist ministers, encouraging a cappella hymns, and edifying passages from the King James Bible. Discover how you might access our programming at gracealoneradio.net. You'll be glad you did. Facing criticism, what would you tell a young minister that's going to face criticism or any minister that's going to face criticism or a Christian who's going to face criticism for trying to live a, a Christ-like life? What would, you, what would be your advice to them? Be convinced in your own mind that you're right and expect it. They that would live godly shall suffer persecution. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the promise. If you try to do right, there's going to be those that uh, persecute you. 